Hey, everybody, and welcome to Saturday Night Rewind. I am here with Randall Walter McDonald. And I am here with Brian, insert middle name, Paradise. Yes, you'll never know that it's Matthew. Mm-mm. So we are going to talk about Thanksgiving this this episode. So Thanksgiving is uh, coming up next week here in the United States, and we want to talk about some great sketches that highlight the holiday or happen around the holiday. So, Randall, what do you think makes a good holiday sketch? It doesn't necessarily need to be about Thanksgiving, but what what do you need to kind of like leverage or what kind of thematic things do you are you looking for with a, a holiday-oriented sketch? I think uh, several things. I think that you need to make it relatable. Okay. I think that that, is, that helps. It definitely helps when it's relatable. And I also think the timing of it, like in what period of time it is in, is also important to comment on what social things are going on. Uh, makes these sketches funny. I did notice that most of these Thanksgiving-themed sketches all take place around a dinner table. Yeah, I think that's a good point, that it has to be relatable, because if you do some kind of weird abstraction about a holiday, it's not going It's going to be hard for people to kind of glom onto that. A lot of the ones that I found for Thanksgiving have to do with family. Yes. So I think, to your point, like both what's relatable and kind of pulling out the, the icons, right? So mm-hmm. if we talk about... Christmas sketches, we're probably going to be talking about Santa or the general kind of holiday season we talked about from our Tales of the One-Timers Club, Holiday Harry, mm-hmm. or Hanukkah, I'm sorry, Hanukkah Harry, uh, that was like a new thing, and that's probably less relatable, but we know who Santa Claus is, and that gives us a, a way to understand who Hanukkah Harry is. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think there are some, some aspects of these that I liked where kind of thinking about family and celebration where we kind of got some unexpected kind of guest appearances. Those kinds of things seem to be uh, a hallmark of these holiday-oriented sketches, certainly with Thanksgiving. What what was fascinating to me is every time I watched these Thanksgiving sketches, I was like, okay, another one around the dinner table, another one around the dinner table. But they were all different. And I was so surprised at how many different types of sketches you can make based off of almost the same premise. Yeah, well, it was interesting about uh, looking for these kind of as we were doing our research that not every season had what you would call a Thanksgiving episode. There's some where like, it seems like we're having in season 46 where they just don't produce one during that time, so they don't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And some where it was the week before Thanksgiving, and this was more of a kind of 70s SNL thing where they just like didn't address it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it got more popular later on <laughs> you know what i think what it might be in certainly w- how we were researching this we were not watching full episodes because we didn't have time to watch 45 <laughs> snl episodes this week as much as we'd like to but um so many of these episodes are the, the it seems like part of snl's game over the last seven years or so is to get sketches on youtube Mm-hmm. which is how we were watching most of these. Yeah. And I think that having something that's like, oh, look what SNL did about this holiday, that probably drives engagement and like clicks and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That helps the YouTube algorithm. Um, the other thing that I noticed about a lot of these Thanksgiving sketches was 
not only did they do a lot of dinner table ones, but the other one that they did a lot was about Thanksgiving songs and how there are none. Yeah. There are at least like five variations of that premise as well. Yeah, uh, I, I think I know what you're talking about. And so I think this is a good way of just getting in here. So right. we're going to talk about 10 sketches, but maybe. But we, we both looked up, did our top five, but uh, we have made a decision not to really care about the order. So we're just going to like name five things, but you can decide which one is number one. Yeah. Uh, some of you might think that my first one is the number one. And going off of your Thanksgiving Day theme, my first one, I included update correspondent pieces in my yes, list. Okay. Yes, yes. That that Same. being said, the first one I have on my list, I guess, based on uh, kind of <laughs> trying to do a, a healthy transition, is back from 1992 is Adam Sandler singing the Thanksgiving song. Yes, yes. This one is iconic. Yeah, good on Adam Sandler for par uh, leveraging his SNL cast member time to write songs that will pay him royalties for the rest of his career. <laughs> Smart fellow. Right, because this is the genesis. So Sandler both had the Hanukkah song and the Thanksgiving song on SNL, and I'm pretty sure he gets royalties off of that, or maybe he splits them with Lauren, wow. who knows? Yeah. But there are certainly things that have persisted. Now, this one came before the Hanukkah one, right? So this is the first Sandler yes. holiday song. Yes. And uh, so what would you think of this rewatching uh, the Thanksgiving song? It's, it's funny because you know what the Hanukkah song is. Yeah. And so it's like you're seeing someone. It's like seeing Jordan before the Bulls. <laughs> it's like you know how good it's going to be, but yeah. I don't think at that moment you, they knew how good it was. Yeah, it's, it really makes it seem so interesting to, with the revelation that uh, Sandler was fired. Yeah. That they had this really talented guy that could kind of produce memeable content before that really was a thing. Mm -hmm. um, there was no place for them to put the Hanukkah song in 1992. They had to wait, you know, 15 years later till the real advent of YouTube where they could <laughs> then throw it on there and get some revenue that way. Um, but yeah, so what what I forgot about this is that Neelan sings. Mm-hmm. He's just there because most of the time in the in the the way it's framed is like a uh, is a tour, so there's yes. a two shot with the two of them, and Neilan's just like there enjoying it, and then he invites him to sing. He says no, and then he does, and it's very cute. He also doesn't know the lyrics as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's it it's such a sweet song, and Sandler is so he comes off so genuine. Yeah. In, in this. And yeah, yeah, it's very funny to watch uh, Neilan try to remember lyrics. Yeah, and I think you were talking <laughs> about this kind of being like the, the prototype for the Hanukkah song and Lunch Lady Land uh -huh. and, and some other ones. Um, that it all, it marries this kind of jazzy chord structure um, and both kind of sincere things about like turkey mm -hmm. and starting with some of what you see more in the Hanukkah song of these kind of cultural references. Because yeah. he talks about like um, Buddy Walker sings dynamite, says dynamite. So <laughs> yeah, or Jimmy Walker. Jimmy Walker say, uh, says dynamite. Uh, so I think it's a real, you see where he's going in terms of his songwriting. It is so interesting. Like we're at some point going to need to do some deep dives on cast members. And I really would like to talk about the career of Adam Sandler. Yeah. Um, because he, you know, he starts very young, 
Um, How old was he when he started? He was like God, he was in his twenties. Yeah, he was early twenties. Early twenties. He was like Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson started the show as like a fetus. Like yeah. he was very young. But yeah, that he was he was young. He had Apatow as a writing partner, and uh, they had this kind of kind of bad boys club essentially on SNL. And but he creates these iconic characters. He creates these uh, these songs, then launches into his kind of post SNL career making these blockbuster movies mm-hmm. and then basically d- decides to hang out with his friends and make money instead for a while just making a bunch of crap mm-hmm. but every once in a while he'll make uncut gems like this guy is so fascinating yeah. to me um i think jordan is an apt thing because it's like <laughs> what jordan could produce and what jordan chooses to produce yeah right yeah that, that he's got kind of goat levels of talent and sometimes he goes on vacation with his friends and sometimes he makes punch drunk love yeah and like i just don't <laughs> so like i i, I want to there's definitely some cast members i want to talk about he's a, a fascination to me yeah man dude i i forgot how good he was in uncut gems that guy is a talent yeah he's like so a good. proper actor when he wants to so be so good yeah um okay so that is my first one thanksgiving song it feels a little basic but go ahead and give me your next one your first one, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. I'm going to go all the way back in the day. Okay. Um, to one with, uh, hold on, it's just called Thanksgiving Dinner. Okay. And it is with uh, the great uh, Bill Murray. Okay. Uh, Lorraine Newman, Jane Curtin, and Paul Schaefer. Okay, yeah, that was... Do you, a, yes. do you remember this one? I did not watch this one as I was doing my research, so tell me about it. So this one was in uh, 1979, and uh, pretty much the premise of it is the it's a family reunion and all the cousins, uh, they're older now, they're in their 20s, but they still have to sit at the kids' table in the basement. And it kind of starts off as Bill Murray talking to his cousins and he's just kind of like, ah, this is, you know, this isn't fair. We were, when we were five, they said when we turned 10, we could sit at the adult table. And then when we were 10, they said when we turned 20, we could be at the adult table. And now we're 26. And they're kind of talking like that. And then slowly they start to like become children. They start telling gross stories. They get grossed out and they start hitting each other. And it gets into this whole thing where Bill Murray's now punching uh, Lorraine Newman and saying like, Oh, you flinched, and you know they're <laughs> yelling like, "Mom, come down here!" And then uh, the best part of the sketch is then uh, Bill Murray turns to Paul Schaefer and goes, "So, how's me- medical school going?" Like very like <laughs> calm, and they go back to being like adults. And it's just kind of this cool sketch about how yes, they're no longer children age wise, but they still act like children every once in a while. That's very cool. Yeah. Did you ever have to sit at the kids' table? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. I feel like uh, he was 23 when he started. I'm going, I was looking up oh. Adam, Adam Sandler <laughs> facts. He was 23. Okay. Um, so I think the, the kids' table is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it, it occurs as much anymore, which bumps me out. Oh, you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I yeah. think, because I remember. Being at the kids' table uh, at Thanksgiving, so when I lived in Massachusetts, my dad's uh, parents, so the, the parents' side of the family, we would all go. It was like 
very iconic kind of Christmas kind of thing. We all go to grandma's house and, you know, Western Mass, and I have all of my extended cousins and we're throwing the football around and there's a lake. Oh, um, yeah. But I have a distinct memory of like me and my sister and my two younger cousins that are twins um, at the, like the folding table in the living room. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else is at the big table. And then like, maybe I can go to the big table for like dessert. <laughs> but I feel like that that's like less of a thing. Now. Yeah. that Yeah. That's, that's probably true. And cause uh, yeah, I, I sat at the kid's table, but also my dad's the youngest of five. And so then we were always the little cousins. Right. And so we were always, yeah. Put at the kid's table as well. Very similar thing. There's a big age gap in our cousins. So like my mm-hmm. oldest cousin is 56. Wow. In my, and then I'm the youngest of the paradise cousins and I'm 36. So there's 20 years between yeah. uh, the oldest and the youngest. So some of them were just like off to college or whatever. And then like me and the, the few of us that were young at the, around the same age. Yeah. Um, we're kind of stuck at the kids table. That's kind of true though. I, I haven't heard anybody complain about the kids table anymore. Yeah. I just think that we, I don't know, have kids at the main table. And I guess that's, <laughs> I guess that's okay. But, I, but I'm not sure who that's good for. Cause I don't yeah. like, as a child, I did not want to like listen to whatever conversation was happening with the adults, I wanted to talk about like Ninja Turtles. Yes. So like the kind of thing that you see here, I like me and the young cousins got along and my sister certainly did, but like the being able to have like a child conversation, I think is valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I know this has nothing to do with the sketch. <laughs> I like Bill Murray a lot. Uh, and uh, I certainly like that, that era, but I think that you, we were talking about things being relatable, and this yeah. is th- we are both relating to it. Very relatable sketch. And and at this time, we talked about this last week, the sketches tended to be very long, Yes, and this was a three-minute, 30-second sketch. Nice. So I, I really appreciated that, again. Short. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, what about you? What's your next one on the list? Uh, my next one is... Uh, you know, most of mine... It was funny, you were talking about how... Um, seemed like they were more into these holiday things in recent years. Most of mine are from the last 10 years or so. Yes, same here. So I'm going to uh, go with what... This is a... a and it's another correspondent piece from, from Update. And this is one that I have watched multiple times. Okay. And this is uh, Justin Timberlake talking about his, what he would have done on his uh, Thanksgiving episode. Yes, yes. This little two-minute show thing that he does, God, right? It's so good. Uh, so the premise is it's the week before when Timberlake would have hosted. This is back in 2008. And so this is when uh, Seth is the the only host of Update. Okay. And so he says, hey, uh, I'm, I'm really bummed out. I can't, I can't be the host next week. I had a, a conflict. So we're, yeah, I just would, I, I just had it all in my head. And then he just goes from like the beginning of the, sh- the episode to the end as like this monologue for two, two and a half minutes. Uh-huh. And he talks about like, the uh he and what's cool about it is that like i know he didn't write this himself but what i like about the the sketch is how much it understands about the structure of an snl episode because he talks about okay cold open political thing i'm not in it and then he like talks through the the opening and he's doing the like a um a Don Pardo impression of going like Fred Armisen and whatever. <laughs> and then he um, 
kind of describes what he would have done for the the monologue. And then this is a part, and this is back in 2008, he's been on enough that he's got recurring characters. So he talks about um, the Blankville s- sketch. Yes. Bring it on down to whateverville. Uh, and then talks about like Target Lady and then uh, the, the Barry Good Talk Show. And he talks about, you know, for what would have been like the last sketch of the night, he talks about how he would do uh, some sketch related to his Michael McDonald impression <laughs> and then does a Michael McDonald impression. Um, do you know who Michael McDonald yes, is? Yes, So does that kind of... <laughs> uh, so he does that. He kind of like talks through what he would be doing for his his two musical numbers because in his imagination, he is both the host and the musical guest. Um, and then it ends with him doing the goodnights even with the ba-da... But I start and clapping and like thanking everybody that was there and like just names a, a couple of random people that in his imagination showed up to cameo <laughs> on his episode. Uh, and then he ends by saying, oh, I guess I'll do one more song. Stands on the desk and sings Sexy Back. Uh-huh. Uh, and then has um, Seth doing all of the, the call outs. So the take up to the chorus, that kind of stuff. It is uh, so good. And when this happened, I remember kind of early YouTube, and this was also when um, NBC had all of their, what would have been a YouTube clip, but there was still fighting about who got rights for whatever, that they would just have clips on Hulu. So I remember like in 2008, like, looking up these clips and it may have even ended up on my MySpace page if we really want to be in <laughs> 2008. Um, but it was, I loved this thing then. And then I was, as I was doing my research, I'm like, oh yeah, he's talking about a Thanksgiving episode. This is amazing. It's my favorite. Oh, that's awesome. So he, he wasn't on that, that episode. No. Because no. He, he just shows up. He just shows up. For he just shows up. That's amazing. Because I remember this to looking it up online. They also had it on NBC.com slash SNL. They put their clips. On yeah, this one was not available on YouTube. It was only uh, available as a clip on the on the NBC website. Yeah, yeah. But I remember back in 2008 watching it yeah. over and over. But I, I didn't realize that he wasn't on that episode. No, no it was just because great. like he couldn't be there. So they just bring him on. Because he's one of the... He's got that like friend of the show status. Yeah. Uh, and... Oh. How many times has he hosted? That is a very good question. Well, he's one of those where it's like, it's hard to gauge how many times he's hosted because, not that I can't just look it up on the list that I'm stalling about, but like there's time, he's one of those people that he'll be a musical guest and be in two or three sketches. So he... He's done, he's been in sketches more than he's been the host, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So he was the host of Musical Guest in 2003 and in 2006, and then not in uh, 2008. So that, um, so the episode that he just shows up on to do this thing is hosted by Tim McGraw with Musical Guest Ludacris and T Pain. Wow. Um, <laughs> and then he hosts, but doesn't, Musical Guest in 2009. Uh, Lady Gaga is the, ho- is the musical guest. And then 2013, he hosts some musical guests. And then he is just the musical guest uh, when Fallon hosts for the first time in 2013. Oh, so okay. he's been the host of musical guest three times, and then he's been just the musical guest a couple of times. Okay. He should host again. Yes. I think he's one of those that's got like a, a, a f- open pass to come whatever. Yeah. And he's got, he pairs up well with, I mean, him and Fallon. Famously paired up, and then yes. him and Sambert. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, all the yeah, because those. Um, that's another thing that he talks about in this monologue is the um, he 
imagines that they would do another version of Junk uh, uh, in the Box, but with like a turkey. It's like step Ew. one, cut a hole in the turkey, and then decides <laughs> to kind of walk away from that premise. Um, it is just it just shows why he is so good. Yeah, uh, that he can just command that kind of attention for that period of time, and he's so intense and just performs it really well. And I'm sure he's looking at cards, but you can't tell. Yeah, he's just kind of like looking down the barrel of the camera to try to tell the people what he would have done. But that's something that. Uh, we we should talk about that more. And we mentioned it a little bit last week. But yeah. w- reading the cards and who's good at it and who is not good at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that that's definitely, definitely worth exploring. Yeah. Because uh, Justin, yeah, he you can't, you forget that he's reading. Yeah, he's just looking at the camera. Yeah. And like the cards are either above or below the camera, but you don't see him looking. He, he's looking at the camera. He's not looking for information. And I think you can tell. Yeah. Yeah, he knows his he knows his ish. He does. He knows his ish. I've got a big man crush on Justin. I think everybody does secretly, and if you don't admit it, then you're hiding from yourself. You know, he's one of those folks where it's like I I was in high school at the real explosion of in sync, and as somebody that wanted to be a contrarian, I couldn't like Justin Timberlake. Mm. You know, I was listening to, I mean, I was in musicals, so it's not like we didn't have things in common, but I was like listening to punk rock music and whatever, and I just didn't feel comfortable, not didn't feel comfortable. I was just like, screw that guy, man, all the girls like him. And that was like my perspective. And then as I got older, I was like, this guy is wildly talented and a delight to be around. We're uh, we're in, we're fine. (laughs) But but teenage Brian could not do that. Yeah. So uh, Randall, what is your next Thanksgiving sketch? So this one is um, more recent. Okay. Uh, this was when uh, Will Ferrell hosted, which was just last year. Okay. And it is called The First Thanksgiving. I like this one a lot. Tell I, me about it. I love this one. Uh, so the premise is it's the first Thanksgiving. Uh, Will, uh, uh, Will Ferrell is the chief of this uh, tribe. And John Smith is uh, played by Bennett, Beck Bennett. Okay. And he's with Pocahontas, um, played by uh, Via Senor. Okay. And uh, he's meeting the parents, who is Fred Armisen, and uh, I think it's Cecily Strong. Sure. It's somebody. Yeah. And uh, they are meeting John Smith, and it's this great parallel sketch to what was going on pretty much in the world at the time yep. where, because John Smith is a foreigner, they didn't like him being there in their country. And Will Farrow being the chief is very uh, bigoted towards the pale face. Yeah. And he wants to build a wall and he gets all of his information from a fox, God, it's a so good. crazy fox. Yeah. And, um, he doesn't like that the rest of the family listens to the peacock. <laughs> and <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. And he thinks uh, they're coming into the country to steal their land and their jobs and <laughs> bringing over diseases and they're all criminals. And uh, it's a very funny sketch. The difference is that they're, he's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they should have actually done that to... Uh, to the Europeans back then, yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, the end of the sketch is that they eventually relate to each other, John Smith and the chief, because they both can't digest corn. 
<laughs> and they realize that everyone can't digest corn. And my favorite part of the sketch yeah. is the end. Because at the end of the sketch, they're doing this great sketch. And then Will Ferrell just stands up. Yeah, and he like steps out of the sketch, right? Yeah, yeah, steps out of the sketch and says, hi, I'm Will Ferrell. <laughs> and there are a lot of things wrong with this sketch, especially white people playing Native Americans. And then he goes, what is this, 2014? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then says, no matter who you are, at least we can all s- come together and know that we all can't digest corn. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> That I, I remember watching that when it was on, but yeah, that was a very good premise. I think that the idea of the kind of the dread of being around your opinionated extended family is or your parents is yeah. very real, and I like the way that they address that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a I think they call it in a in sketch terms a mirror a mirror sketch. Okay, where they're they're commenting on something. But they're kind of mirroring it. They're they're not saying what it is, but you know what it is. Yeah, and that's a because uh, yeah, we don't really think about. Everyone has yeah the racists or the the family members who have different points of view, and you don't want to get political with them. Right. But then to put that sketch as the first Thanksgiving sketch is very smart and and very creative, and I thought it was very funny. I like that a lot. That's very good. Yeah. What about you? What's your? You know, next? it's funny. We haven't. We haven't crossed I think yet. I think I've stepped on some of yours, but you, we, we haven't really crossed yet. So um, I'm going to go with a, a shorter one. Okay. Um, but it kind of follows in that um, kind of extended family dread one. So uh, there, the one I, I have is a digital uh, one that is uh, Thanksgiving. It is a Target commercial. Oh, I don't. I so don't this, know one this one is great. So it's basically um, Vanessa Bayer is doing um, dialogue and saying like, hey, come to Target. And it's got like the Target branding and stuff. Um, saying, uh, you, you can pick up this. You can uh, get your Thanksgiving turkey, whatever. Or we just have a big parking lot where you can just like chill out for a few minutes. <laughs> so it, it shows um, Cecily just in her car, just like processing her family stuff. So she's like banging her head against the steering wheel <laughs> and like reclining and stuff and just like trying to stay away from her family and then and this is all kind of being narrated by by Vanessa Bayer and then or like or you can look at somebody else and exchange a look and knowing that you're going through the same exact thing that's (laughs) Mikey Day is in a vehicle kind of going through the same stuff it's like or you can come inside and then she goes in and basically just finding different ways of like wasting time to stay away from her family inside of the Target and uh, A.D. Bryant plays a Target employee who is kind of helping just her waste time. Like one of the things that you could do that they suggest is going to the toy aisle and just like lay on the ground. Um, <laughs> so, and the, I think the tagline is like Target because like you just need a minute. So the, <laughs> the idea of like just being with your family, not being able to stand it. So you need to like exit the premises and pretend that you have a task and you can do that at Target. Yeah. So it's like maybe two minutes long. It is, I love fake commercials. Um, and this one is just very effective and kind of picks up on that family tension and wanting to get away. And I just, it's very succinct. It's great. Wow. And this is back in 2016. Oh, the other part of this is back in 2016, it is the Thanksgiving after the election. Oh, okay. So this is, um, I probably should have said that first. Yeah. So this is the, the Thanksgiving after the election. So, Kind of in addition to the uh, kind of the existential 
dread that some people had post-election. So this is the episode after Dave Chappelle's hosting. Okay. Um, after the election. So this is when Kristen Wiig was the host and uh, the XX was the musical guest. So some people are feeling very freshly wounded back at this time. Yeah. So it's um, so that's how it's framing. Like you need to get away from your family post-election. Go to Target. That is a very smart sketch. It's great. It's very funny. And and that's that's what uh at the beginning like picking like a good sketch comments on what is going on. Yeah. Still but with that holiday theme. Well, and it feels true. Yeah. Like there are definitely people that have, you know, oh, I need to go visit my family. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to actually pick up some coffee. And yeah. then t- coffee takes an hour. <laughs> you know, so I could or, you know, I remember, you know, sometimes when I was uh, when I still lived on the East Coast or visiting family where, you know, my brother would be like, hey, let's go like on an errand. Let's get, we need to get some cold cuts mm-hmm. or whatever. And then making that a way for, for us to leave. So I think this is, it, it feels honest. It feels like it's, uh, something that people have had. Yeah, that's a great sketch. It's very I, cool. I had never, I don't remember it or I didn't see it, but yeah, that's a, that's a funny sketch. I What's love your next that. one? Okay, my next one is, um, I bet you have this one. It's called The Thanksgiving Miracle. I do have this one. Go ahead and tell me about it. Um, this one is all about kind of Thanksgiving at, uh, um, this one's more recent. And this is uh, 2015. 2015. And uh, again, it's having Thanksgiving with family members that, you know, you don't really agree with. Uh, I think. A.D. Bryant plays kind of like this uh, bigoted aunt yeah, character. She, I think this is the one where they talk about voting for Ben Carson. If you yes. want, if you really want to get a sense of time and place, yes. So this is when uh, kind of early into the the primary season for the the Republicans. So Ben Carson was a real person that could have become president. Uh, yep. And uh, who who else is it? Uh, Jay Farrow is the boyfriend. That's that's kind of. Uh, meeting the family, yeah. and I think at one point, Eddie Bryant says, "Why do do your friends keep causing a ruckus or yeah. or something?" And uh, this child at the dinner table, because there's no kids' tables, right? They're See? at the adult table. Please, uh, walks over to uh, the CD player, or yeah, the CD player or a jukebox. It's I a hope. stereo. It's a stereo, and uh, she presses play, and Adele's. Hello, <laughs> from the other side starts playing and it brings everyone together. Yeah, what I like about this one is that it keeps on getting more absurd. So the full the the cast you mentioned it's got uh, 80s there um, as the older person. Vanessa seems like a, she's a Vanessa Bayer's like a sibling. Mm-hmm. Cecily and Jay Farrow are dating. Jay Farrow's a father, and then kind of midway through the sketch, uh, Kate. And Matthew McConaughey enter right. as like the grandparents. Yeah, and Beck's Beck's the another person. Yeah, Beck's the dad. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's right. And yeah, yeah, and it builds nicely too. Yeah, as when something will interrupt the song, they'll go back to having a bad, awkward conversation. Song will come back on, and they will slowly each turn into Adele. Yeah, I think I like that as the kind of the escalation of the sketch because it starts with them just like. Lip syncing, right, and ends with them in like a version of the video. Yes, yes. Which was just, I know this is only five years ago, but just like inescapable. 
yeah, that song. It was everywhere. Yeah. It was it was everyone was doing it. You couldn't the hello was yeah. I mean you'd walk you'd walk into a grocery store and, and that's what you would hear. Yes. Yeah, it um is one of those songs that like I'd love to see the play stats on it where it's like um <clears throat> not only was it very popular, but it was like every radio station could program it. Mm-hmm. Um so that was one of those where uh I, I wish I knew the exact statistic, but it's like the year that that Nickelback song that everybody hates. Oh yeah, um, how, uh, how you remind me was like the most played song that year uh, that it premiered because basically every radio station could program it because it was rock. It was like rock enough. It was pop enough. It was like easy listening enough mm. that it was just everywhere. And uh, Adele s- certainly that album was just a bunch of hits that were they were playing everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, and every every. Uh, I think YouTube video was making fun of it or doing some kind of parody. Yeah, I, I, it was. Yeah, just everywhere. And again, SNL knowing that that was the thing and putting it into this sketch. And the production's really good too. Where like they they start with her nails and then they end up with her hair and then they end the up coat. In, with the coat and then they end up in the field. Yeah. Uh, and then what what is the kind of button on this sketch? Oh, I think I forgot. What is the button? The the uh, the the girl. Oh yeah, yeah, the little girl. Yeah, no, you say. She it, you looks say over it. her shoulder, likes looks straight at the camera, and says, "Thanks, Adele." Thanks, Adele. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that is. It's so cute and it's perfect. I always wonder where they get these little kids who do these great sketch cam- cameos and yep. what happens to them. I don't know. We should do a where Drugs. are they now? <laughs> for just like yeah, where's the the kids in SNL? Yeah, let's talk to the video unit about their child casting process. Uh, process. Yeah, for okay. children. Okay, so what about you? What's, uh, I've stolen all of yours. No, no, no. You're you're good. I I, I came with backups. Okay. So my uh, my next one is uh, from 2011, and it is the the Vogel checks Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. So this is so I. Uh, I think the the YouTube description says this is like kissing family Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. They're the vocal checks. Yes. And I feel like that's something you should be able to know because you've like, if you watch the sketch, they say like five times. So <clears throat> this is not the first incidence of this sketch, but it, uh, Jason Siegel was hosting and the vocal check family is Fred, Van, uh, Kristen Wiig, and Bill Hader. So basically, the the setup is Jason is bringing his girlfriend Vanessa Bayer home for the first time uh, for Thanksgiving, and uh, he's like, "Oh, you know, my family is very affectionate." And then it starts with him kissing his mom, and then kissing his dad, and then um, Hater comes in, and uh, they uh, kiss a little bit, and then uh, Samberg comes in as a homeless person, <laughs> and the way that they deliver. His uh, food is they um, like kind of deliver it through their mouths. <laughs> so like Kristen Wiig is like popping uh, Brussels sprouts out of her mouth into Andy Samberg's mouth. And then Bill Hader just like spits a bunch of gravy on um, uh, Samberg's face. And I, uh, what I like about this sketch is that it is, the the male to male kissing gets a lot of um, response from the audience, but it is not a kind of gay panic. Ooh, gross! Mm-hmm. It is just like, why are these people kissing so much? Yeah, yeah, 
And I think I think because it's also funny when they do it with Kristen Wiig as well. They're, yeah, it's no difference. Well, and what I like about what it's impressive about this one, we were talking about cards earlier, that they just kind of can't read the cards because they're delivering dialogue between kissing. So Fred early on is just like making eye contact with Jason Segel uh-huh. and just like kissing him dialogue, kissing him dialogue, kissing him dialogue. It is very fast. And you yeah. just can't do that um, if you're not familiar with the material. So that one, I it's so good. And then what's so... So this also illustrates our the their failure of using Jay Farrow because Jay Farrow enters as another person that uh, is homeless and needs some help he sees what's going on, goes, oh, you people, essentially, and then leaves. So it's like, you get this really talented guy, he gives an all hell nah, and then leaves, which is yeah, kind of their, our, our Jay Farrow problem. And it's kind of awkward, too. He kind of leaves, in a, like, it just doesn't fit It did at not all. need to be Yeah, there. yeah. Um, what's really cool about this one is that at the end, Paul Rudd enters. Right. Paul Rudd was not the host that week, but he was... He's like in the canon of this sketch. He is a vocal check. Yeah, he was the original, right? He was. He was in yeah. the original version of the sketch uh, a couple years earlier. So they just like bring in friend to the show, <laughs> uh, Paul Rudd, just to do this. And like him and um, and Seagull just like get down. Uh, they just like make out. And uh, and I think clearly they have a working relationship because this is sometime after I Love You, Man. Right. Uh, so I think that they had uh, worked together. So I know they had worked together. So they, they were obviously had a working relationship. So it was cool. I like had forgotten that he was going to show up. And it was just such a delight. And um, so my wife, Erin, was watching. And she's like, "Was is he the, what's he doing there? I was like, I don't know. He's just a friend. <laughs> He's just a friend of the show. Wouldn't it be funny? And this is kind of the, the magic of these Thanksgiving episodes where you can get people just to be around. Because yeah. in the same episode... Because um, this is kind of post Muppets movie mm-hmm. that Siegel had written and, oh, and okay. uh, starred in. So his monologue has the Muppets in oh, it, where they're because awesome. they're all excited because together they're going to host the Answer Breaking News to them that they're not going <laughs> to host together. So you, this is a, an, an episode that includes both the Muppets and Paul Rudd just for just wow. for poops. Wow, it's very cool. That's a great. I I was watching this sketch. It was on my list as well, and uh, all I could think of is we can't do that sketch for a very long time. <laughs> the old, oh, that bums me out. Yeah, yeah there's the too much time, physical like, contact. But then at the same time, I was like, I would love to see what the Vogel checks would do during COVID. That's actually very funny. Yeah. So then I, I my mind was wandering. The, the, about the that. other issue with doing the Vogel checks is like. None of them are in the cast anymore. Right, right. Well, yeah, that would be the other issue. <laughs> yeah, you got to bring back literally everyone in that sketch. Yep, yep, and Paul Rudd. <laughs> and Paul Rudd. All right, what's your next one? Okay, dokie. My next one is one with uh, Steve Carell. Okay, this is not on my list. This is called Friendsgiving. Okay. And uh, pretty much what it is is there's like a neighborhood kind of Friendsgiving um, and Cecily Strong and Steve Carell are new in the neighborhood, and they're complete strangers. And uh, Kate uh, McKinnon and uh, who else is in the sketch? Kate McKinnon, um, Keenan, Leslie Jones, and uh, Beck Bennett. Okay. And they're all sitting there, and they're talking about how there's no famous Thanksgiving songs. 
Okay. And uh, Cecily Strong starts going, no, 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 no. There's that famous rock one, and it and and she starts like humming this like song that doesn't sound like anything. And Steve Carell, who's also a stranger who no one, nobody really knows, he goes, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I know that song, yeah. And they both start kind of singing this song about this woman who uh, comes in uh, Thanksgiving and then disappears and is never seen again. <laughs> and slowly as they continue to sing it, they bring out an instrument and then it really does start becoming like a, a rock song. Like there's actual music playing and then slowly... Leslie Jones is like, wait, I do know this song. And they're all singing this song about this Thanksgiving with this mysterious woman. And at the end of this, the song ends and Cecily Strong is gone and she's taken the TV and Beck Bennett is stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they're like, where did she go? And then like Steve Crow is like, she was the woman. And he continues to sing the song. And they're like, no, not now. Like someone's dying. And that's the end of the sketch. That's amazing. I have, uh, I have the vaguest of memories of this. I'm assuming this is from uh, a couple years ago. 2018? Yes. Yes, 2018. Okay. So yeah. that was when uh, Carell had hosted uh, for a second time. Yeah, yeah. I have... I, the. Like I said, just the vaguest of memories of this sketch. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 watching it, I was like, oh, I have seen this, but I couldn't remember how it ended. And it just ends with, uh, <laughs> with Beck Minute dying and Steve Carell singing. Nice. So, yeah, a great, a great Thanksgiving sketch. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, you know, taking that. That feels like a sketch that could have happened at any time. You just needed people around a dinner table. So that's, yeah. That's uh, as interesting as those go yeah yeah but it's this theme again that there are no thanksgiving yes songs which they've done before and for some reason they brought it back about, yeah I, I guess every decade we got to do yeah. something <laughs> we have all these things around thanksgiving we have a, a community meal maybe some football i guess the parade uh -huh. or whatever but something that some holidays have having songs associated with them thanksgiving doesn't have so yeah i like that um Speaking of songs, uh, my my next one, I think this is my fourth one. Okay, is uh, back home ballers. Yeah. I, okay, so I didn't watch this one. You didn't. I oh. didn't, but I saw it and I was like, I should watch it, and then I never did. It is so good. I'm not sure if this is the first of the eighty um, kind of music videos when mm -hmm. she started kind of taking the reins uh, for that. So this is back in 2014 when Cameron Diaz was hosting. Okay. And it's basically almost all the women on the show. So it's Kate, Cecily, Sashir, Vanessa, Leslie, uh, and uh, Aidy Bryant. Okay. Uh, as your little baby Aidy. So this is <laughs> this is kind of if it doesn't begin, it is part of uh, in the same tradition as First Got Horny to You and Dongs All Over the World and Welcome to Hell. Kind of these kind of female centric songs. Mm. Uh, I think mostly written by A.D. Bryant. And so this one is basically, uh, it's talking about people coming home from, uh, coming home to their family home from being away for Thanksgiving and just taking over the joint and like talking about how like making their parents do their laundry and uh, food. And there's this great part at the end because it's just kind of like a, hip-hoppy kind of song and then they kind of bring in leslie towards the end of it and then she talks about they kind of 
adjust like the filming style to almost be like a Missy Elliott style where they're like a kind of that hype Jones style, hype Williams style where there's like a fisheye lens and she's like looking into the camera talking about all the bowls that she has. She's got like bowls full of snacks and whatever <laughs> and potpourri. And it's just, it is very funny. It is very cool. Um, so this one, I think if it wasn't the first, it was among the first of these um, female centric kind of hip hop uh, videos. And they kind of bring back little baby 80 as like a trope for some of these where that's yes. like her hip hop persona. Yes. Any music video with 80 is yeah. great. So yeah, this is, so it's, it's very funny. This is one that independent of preparing for this, I've just watched a bunch of times. Cause I think her, her music, her musical sketches are very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and usually when it's the, all the females doing it too. Yes. It's very funny. I, I keep thinking, um, what was one? Oh, the the gift of the candle. It's not a hip hop one, but okay. it's with all the, the women and it's a holiday one. I don't know if it's Thanksgiving though. Okay. But uh it's it's with Emma Stone and, and Eighty and they're oh, thinking okay. about how everyone just re gifts candles. They don't actually <laughs> use them. But yeah, same same along the lines. Yeah. Eighty is so good in all the music videos. Yes. Yes. This is one of my kind of favorites and I'll sometimes I'll just like go on a tear where I'll just like let YouTube uh deliver a bunch of kind of autom- automatic play things where I'll just like watch a bunch of theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I especially like dongs all over the world, but I that is um <laughs> that's just my relationship with Anna Kendrick and it is it's great. Yeah. So uh what is your I think this next is my one? fifth, right? I'm not counting for you. I'm counting for me. I think I've I've done one more than you though. Okay, great. So this is my fifth one. Uh I'm gonna we did. We've had. We've had some. Some that have have crossed. Yeah, we've had a few that have crossed. So I'm gonna go back to 1991. Yeah. Uh oh. Do we cross again? It's okay. For the uh, Bill Swirtsky's Super Fans Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. Uh, this is a classic sketch, a classic yes. reoccurring sketch, that really is a good feature of um, Chris Farley. Yes. The late great Chris Farley. Um, and it's the famous the Bears. Yeah. Uh, the who's in this one? It's uh, George uh, George Wendt, uh, Mike Myers, and Robert Smigel. Yeah. Smigel. Uh, uh, courage the cow. Uh, courage. Oh, that's not courage. Uh, triumph. The yeah. answer. Uh, insult. Carmack dog. Robert. Robert Smigel. Yeah. So yeah. he was on the. This is such a weird. When you look back at this sketch, it's so weird because it's. Uh, Mike Myers and Chris Farley, who are legendary members of the cast. Robert Smigel, who was only a cast member for two seasons, mm-hmm. and you may not have ever seen him. Nope. And George Went, who isn't a cast member. He was just on <laughs> Cheers, and they would bring him in to do <laughs> this. So I think he must have hosted. But then in subsequent times, they were just like, is George available? We'll have yeah. him do this sketch. He is not the host. Yeah, Who was the host this 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 uh this episode? Oh, I don't know. Who was the host? Oh, it's a Oh, I, it's a girl, right? It's not it's not a girl. Who is it? It's Macaulay Culkin. It is Macaulay Culkin cuz he's in the he's in the sketch. Uh-huh. He's uh he's like 8 years old and he's doing the the Thanksgiving part. I forgot that he <laughs> they do a little throwaway to him. Yeah, they cut over. So they're at the they're the they're at the bar. Yes. Uh, they're at Dicka's to to because they're they got a big they got a twelve foot screen to watch yep. the game. So they're away from their families, 
And then kind of like in the middle of it, George Wentz son. No, no, I'm sorry. It's um, Smigel's kid mm-hmm. is, is doing like a traditional Thanksgiving play yes. over on another part of the bar. And that's where they use um, uh, Macaulay Culkin. Uh, you know what other Culkin is there? Who? So the kid he's talking to in that sketch is Kieran Culkin. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they're both in that sketch. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's hilarious. So, yeah. So he... Um, but yeah, George Wentz, one of those guys that like was just, you know, he's on the uh, SNL, or I'm sorry, the NBC roster, but he had only hosted twice. Huh. But he was in a, a few more iterations of the Bill Swirsky's super fans. Yeah. So he's kind of like Paul Rudd. In, you know, yeah. In just like, oh, yeah. let me come back for this thing. Yeah. I could not for the life of you, and I know why you thought that there was a female uh, host. I his, have no idea who that actress yeah, is. Yeah, his daughter. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. So they bring in this like pretty blonde to flirt with Chris Farley's character, and it is none of the cast yeah. members during that time. I couldn't. I couldn't. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know, um, but uh, she was good, I guess. Sure. She played the part. It does all the tropes of uh, yeah. Bill Swartzky's super fans, where uh, somebody has a heart attack. They yep. say the Bears, the Bears. Uh, Chris Farley as his own wife. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what I like about this one is the uh, actually some decent makeup work where um, yeah. each of the guys shows some kind of like battle wound that they got related <laughs> to scars. watching the bears, uh, which like actually looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Farley's got like a weird bird on his like from, from nachos from a hot nachos yeah. hitting his chest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and one of the 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 lines that I liked in this sketch was from uh, Colkin when he says. Uh, he gives the, <laughs> I guess, the other Culkin a uh, smoking pipe, and he gives, yeah, peace pipe to 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 predict the future. And he says, "Bears ninety six, <laughs> Lions 14. And then he goes, "It's not going to be that close." He goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That was just the halftime <laughs> score." So cute. Uh, so I, I have one bonus one that okay. uh, actually completes my list of everything that I had written down. All right. So my last one is uh, a Vincent Priced. Vincent Price Thanksgiving. Yes. So this is uh, Bill Hader as Vincent Price. And then throughout the sketch, you get uh, Daryl Hammond. And it's like it, it warms my heart to see him in sketches. Because even yeah. when he was a cast member, he was mostly doing so, like political impressions and just wouldn't be in the sketches. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was just like, I'm going to be Clinton yeah. in the cold open, and you'll never see me again. Yeah. Um, so Daryl Hammond, Krista Wig. Horatio Sands as um, the master of suspense, Alfred Hitchcock. And then uh, Amy Poehler comes in uh, very quickly in like a cigarette ad. And then uh, Fred Armisen and host Ava Longoria are um, uh, Ricky and Lucy. Okay. In a sketch. So like, I almost didn't include this one because like, I didn't laugh that much. It was just... A, a sketch that I like that I think has been deployed better in other places because yes. I really like the, the I love Bill Hader. He can do no wrong. He is great as this kind of frustrated Vincent Price who's annoyed by his dumb celebrity friends. Yeah. And uh, and the impressions are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but there's like this has been better at other times. But that that is my um, kind of consolation. Uh, Price since I, I had <laughs> run out of ones, but yeah, so it's good. I like the Vincent Price yeah sketches 
it's not the best of these, but it is also fun to watch. But it's yeah, yeah. Any Vincent Price one with a hater is is good. Yeah, but it's, for to your point, my list kind of skewed 21st century. The only ones that I yeah. had were that that weren't there were the Thanksgiving song from 92 and the Bills Horsey Superfans from 91. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seemed like they, they it more recent years it's uh been more of a trend. Yeah. And and we didn't even there's a few other ones that that we didn't mention either. Uh, the there was the Macy Day Parade one. Did you watch that one at all? You know what? I have a Kristen Wiig problem, so yeah. uh, I just kind of stayed away from her. Uh, but it, w- it was all right. It was all right. And then the other one, I, and I do want to mention this because it's not the best again, but it was the Californians uh, Thanksgiving yeah. one. And the only one, I, the only thing I like about this is Bill Hader and Fred Armisen just trying to crack each other up. Yeah, I like the Californians. Um, it's. It was done so many times, yes. so frequently. I was like, yeah. I know what the sketch is without watching it. Right. Um, the, and there's nothing special about this one. but No. And there's a couple of other ones where it's like recurring characters yeah. in places. So they like there's a version of the Surprise Lady, which is another Kristen Wiig sketch, yeah, which I have no patience for. Yeah, Penelope, too. There's another. There's a Penelope one, which I absolutely <laughs> hate. Uh, there's a Debbie Downer one. That, yeah. So it's like there was a few of those where I tried to skip over those as much as I could. Yeah. Um, one that I did like that I, I, I didn't mention was um, there is a Chris Rock um, commercial parody of um, Nike Turkey, because oh. this was the, the era of the pump shoes. Oh, yeah, So yeah, it was yeah. the, uh, the turkey that you pumped. <laughs> so that's, you know, worth watching. It kind of screams kind of Fresh Prince era. Um, but that's kind of, I think that's it. I think that's all yeah. we need to say about Thanksgiving. I uh, I was surprised that there were just like fewer than I anticipated. Because mm. I think when, and I'm not sure if we'll talk about cr- Christmas um, episodes this kind of season or not, but what I noticed is Christmas, sometimes they'll deal with like for two weeks. Yeah, You'll see like a Christmas sketch in the first week of December and then one like closer to the Christmas because there's like a lot of content there and like the Christmas season just seems longer. I think that, and especially in a year like this, where they're just they're using Thanksgiving as a part of their hiatus, they've been working too hard, so they're not even going to do a Thanksgiving-oriented episode. They won't. What it seems like is there won't be a new episode until December. Bummer. Yeah, so they deserve a three-week hiatus. They based definitely on do. Working yeah. for six weeks. Yeah, during that time. So uh, that is it for this week of Saturday Night Rewind. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe on whatever kind of platform you're listening to us on. That helps us surface to other uh, new users so we can get people to, to listen to us and have some fun. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send us an email at snrewindpod. If you would have a question or a suggestion, appreciate that, snrewindpod at gmail.com. You can follow Randall at Fresh Cut Randall at Twitter. Dot com and Instagram.com. Both of them. Th- those are both true. You, for you can follow me at, at Mr. B Paradise in both of those places. You can follow the podcast at SN Rewind at Twitter.com. So Twitter.com slash SN Rewind. So thank you all so much. We're going to have another special episode cooked up for you next week. If, again, if you have any suggestions, go ahead and email us or tweet at us. We certainly appreciate it. So thank you for uh, talking thanksgiving with me randall thank you matthew i'll never know that it's matt uh, brian uh, uh, nailed it nailed it